Sit back and listen and enjoy my podcast about health, wellness, fitness, yoga, business, and life. I talk about everything from ways of eating healthy, mindfulness, yoga, working out, manifesting, to pop culture, momming, adulting. I try to have fun and laugh at myself along the way of my sometimes stressed out and frazzled life. This is Fit, Fun, and Frazzled, and I am your host, Nikki Lanigan. Disclaimer for today's episode, I am not a doctor or a registered dietitian or a clinical nutritionist. I am a trained and certified holistic health coach and a fitness professional. I am speaking from my experience and research. This podcast is for the purpose of entertainment only. It is not to diagnose any person or entity, to treat or to prescribe. The information you hear today should not take the place of a professional medical advice. Before starting any new diet or exercise program, please check with your doctor. We expressly disclaim responsibility to any person or entity for any liability, loss, or damage caused or alleged to be caused directly or indirectly as a result of the use, application, or interpretation of any material provided to you as the listener. Welcome back to Fit, Fun, and Frazzled. I am your host, Nikki Lanigan. Today's episode is part two on nutrition. I will be talking about food combining, what it is, how to do it, and why I started doing it. I will be talking about the Blue Zones diet, the Mediterranean diet, anti-inflammatory diet, and the difference between vegan, plant-based, and whole food plant-based, and why I don't really consider myself vegan and how I try to incorporate more whole food plant-based, but I'm probably a plant-based eater that eats some artificial (laughs) and processed vegan, air quotes, things as well. So first I'll start with food combining. So, and does food combining work? So what is food combining? Let's start with that. Food combining is the term for the idea that certain foods pair well together while others do not. So this belief is that um, food combining, combining foods rather improperly, for example, say um, if you do eat meat, eating steak with potatoes can lead to negative health and digestive issues. Food combining principles at first appeared in the Ayurvedic medicine of ancient India. If you're not familiar with um, Ayurvedic, it's really well known in the yoga culture, the yoga industry, but not everyone practices it. I don't practice it really, but it's saying like sometimes you eat, there's our body is hot or cold, you eat hot or cold. It's kind of also on the principle of raw foods. So some people don't eat raw foods because they don't believe in using the blender because they think that is stressed out energy, creating it in the food, and then it will go into your body. Um, So the principles of food combining were revived in the early 1900s by the hay diet, Um, Generally, food combining diet assigns foods to different groups. They're usually broken down into the carbs and starches, and then the fruits, and this includes sweet fruits and acidic fruits and melons. 
And then there's vegetables and then proteins and fats. And then alternatively, some plans classify foods as either acidic, alkaline, or neutral. And this is also uh, part of the Ayurvedic diet as well. They say acidic and alkaline a lot. And then food combining diets specify how you should combine these groups into a meal. So does food combining work? Um, You know, food combining, it's a philosophy of eating and it's become extremely popular. Um, Proponents of food combining diets believe that improper food combinations can lead to disease, toxin buildup, and digestive distress. And they also believe that proper combinations can relieve these problems. Um, I am just going to say kind of like how I think it, it, I do see things in digestive distress, digestive issues, disease and toxic buildup. I think that's pushing it. That's kind of a long grasp and reach. I don't really, I'm not a doctor and I'm not a registered dietitian. So I don't see for firsthand with that. I'm just going to say digestive issues. Yes. I've experienced that. They say, you know, fruit, you should eat fruit by itself. And I notice that if you eat fruit and then a few minutes later you eat like nuts or something or something else, you're going to have some um, ish, stomach issues and discomfort. So here are some rules or examples, I guess, examples of rules of food combining. Um, the law of food combining can vary somewhat depending on the source. This is kind of, you know, still all over the place. But the most common rules include what I'm going to share now. So only eat fruit on an empty stomach, especially melons. Don't combine starches and proteins. Don't combine starches with acidic foods. Don't combine different types of protein. And only consume dairy products on an empty stomach, especially milk. Other rules include that protein should not be mixed with fat and sugar should only be eaten alone and fruits and vegetables should only should be eaten separately. Like don't eat fruits and vegetables together. So um, two beliefs behind this. The rules of food combining are mostly based on two beliefs. The first is that because different foods are digested at different speeds, combining a fast digestive food with a slow digestive food causes a traffic jam in your digestive tract. Let me try to that one again. Digestive tract, (laughs) leading to negative digestive and health consequences. And then the second belief is that different foods require different enzymes to be broken down. And then these enzymes work at different pH levels. And this um, is the level of acidity in your gut. So the idea is that if two foods require different pH levels or, you know, the acidity level, the body cannot properly digest both at the same time. So people that are for food combining diets, they believe that these principles are essential to proper health and digestion. And then also they believe that improper combination of foods leads to the negative health consequences that I mentioned at the beginning But pretty much um, the bottom line, food combining refers to a way of eating in which certain types of food are not eaten together. So um, again, I still think, you know, it's the jury's out for the toxins and disease, but it most definitely will help with digestive issues and to help with digestion 
digestive distress. So the next one is blue zone diet. And this is how to eat like people who live the longest. If you haven't heard the blue, about the blue zones, it is an area. It's not a area. It's seven areas in the world that have the healthiest and oldest or longest living people. The areas in the world are Okinawa, Japan, Sardinia, Italy, Nicoya, Costa Rica, Icaria, Greece, and Luma Linda, California. So um, I got the book a long time, not a long time ago, probably five years ago. And Dan um, Butner, he went and traveled. He wanted to meet with all these people, um, analyze the communities, the dietary habits. And they found in the so-called, as I do air quotes, blue zones and They were mostly eating whole food, plant-based diets. The Blue Zone diet came along several years after the initial project started. Um, So it's, you know, people living over 100 years old. So he's been personally following the diet for about 10 years, um, more than that, actually. Um, And he ate mostly the standard American diet, or it's also known as the SAD diet. Um, And then he gained new attention recently with TikTok. So what is the Blue Zone diet? You eat whole grains, such as corn, wheat, and rice. You eat greens. You eat sweet potatoes, um, beans. Beans are, are probably the cornerstone of the diet or way of eating, but people living in the blue zones also eat some meat on average about five times a month and fish once or twice a week. They also have a little bit of sheep's milk or goat's milk, goat's cheese. Um, No sugar or very little, very, very minimal probably a quarter of the sugar that we eat, and they eat almost no or no processed food ever. So they don't eat processed meat, nothing, no no fast food, nothing like that. They also eat a lot of fermented food, um, and they eat... Um, it's kind of, it's similar. It has a lot of similar properties to the Mediterranean diet, which I'll talk about, um, next in a minute. But additionally, the blue zone diet aims to go beyond just the eating. Um, and this is kind of what I like to encompass in the way I teach and, um, coach. So it goes not just the food on your plate. It also, they hope to have a long life and they do things. They, work in the yard, they garden, they go for walks, they have a tight community, they have lots of friends, Um, they don't count their calories, they take vitamins, Um, they don't restrict their food, and they celebrate food. They grow their vegetables, they make their own bread, they are 95% food comes from plants, um... Keep your favorite fruits and vegetables out and on hand. Use olive oil. Stock up on whole grains. 
what else? They, um, yeah, I said they retreat from meat. So only lean, organic, grass-fed, open range once in a while. Fish is fine. Eat up to three ounces of fish. Diminish dairy. Occasional eggs. Eat no more than three eggs per week is the Blue Zone diet way. Daily dose of beans. Make sure your kitchen pantry has a variety of beans to prepare different things in your salads. Um, Make honey your go-to sweetener for a Blue Zone diet. Avoid sugar-sweetened sodas, teas, fruit drinks altogether. And only consume sweets as a celebratory food. People in the Blue Zones love sweets, but sweets such as cookies, cakes, pies, desserts are almost always only served as a celebration during the holidays, during a religious holiday, or festivals. Consider fruit your sweet treat, and then watch out for your processed food. Snack on nuts. Keep nuts around. Sourdough bread. So replace Replace common bread with sourdough bread or 100% whole wheat bread. This is what Blue Zones do. They only do sourdough or 100% whole wheat. You have to look at the label, the ingredients, to make sure it is this, 100% whole wheat. Most commercially available breads start with bleached white flour, which metabolizes quickly, and then that turns into sugar. So white bread delivers relatively empty calories and will spike our insulin levels. So white bread, together with glucose, represents the standard glycemic index of 100. Refined flour is not the only problem um, with our bread. Even if it says wheat bread, like look at, look at it. Um, you know, a lot of times it has other things in it. Whole grains are all have a higher level level of fiber in it. So that's really good. Um, so what can you do? Um, how to shop? Okay, shop for foods at your local's farmer market. Um, or you could do, you know, if you have a Trader Joe's, Trader Joe's. Whole Foods is expensive, but you can price it out or go to your local grocery store, price it out again. Like the first time I said, you know, the Dirty Dozen, the Clean 15, avoid factory-made foods. Avoid foods wrapped in plastic. Blue Zones do this. So Blue Zones is just, it's not just the food on our, our plate. It's like the way they live too. And they walk all the time, all the time walk. Avoid food products made with more than five ingredients. (laughs) Avoid pre-made or ready-to-eat meals. And eat super blue food. So this would be, okay, this is easy if you want to write it down. Number one, beans. All kinds of beans. Black beans, pinot beans, garbanzo beans, black-eyed peas, lentils, greens. Number two, greens. Spinach, kale, chard, Beet tops and fennel tops. Number three, sweet potatoes. Do not confuse them with yams. Sweet potatoes are different than yams. Number four, nuts. All kinds, such as almonds, peanuts, walnuts, sunflower, Brazil nuts, and cashews. Number five, olive oil. Extra virgin is usually the best. Number six, oats. Slow cooking oats or Irish steel cut 
are the best. Number seven, barley. You can use it in your soups. Number eight, fruits, all kinds of fruits. Number nine, green or herbal teas. Number 10, turmeric. This is a spice you can use on your foods or you can also use it in your tea. The Blue Zones beverage rule. So drink coffee for breakfast, tea in the afternoon, and wine at 5 p.m. and water all day. Never drink soda or pop, whatever you want to call it, including diet soda. So they also drink it in, you know, at certain times. Um, there's a few exceptions, I think. Um, I think there's one um, that they don't drink wine, one of the Blue Zones. Um but water, you know, drink water all the time. Um, red wine, people who drink in moderation. This doesn't mean like start drinking a whole bottle at five. People in the blue zones drink one to three gra- glasses of red wine per day. It's with a meal or with friends. Um, wine has actually been found to help the system absorb the plant-based antioxidants. So it especially... Um, completes a blue zone diet. How to do this? Okay, keep a full water bottle at your desk or where you work. I use a rubber band around, I use like a four rubber bands around a water bottle. Drink all the water, take off a rubber band, fill the water bottle back up. Drink all the water, take off a rubber band, fill the water back up, water bottle back up. Drink it, Take off a rubber band so you know you're drinking enough water throughout your day. Avoid caffeine after mid-afternoon. Caffeine can interfere with some people's sleep. Feel free to sip green tea all day long. Green tea usually contains about 25% as much caffeine as coffee and provides a steady stream of antioxidants. If you're sensitive to caffeine, then you don't want to drink coffee or green tea you need to sweeten your tea, use honey, and never bring pop or soda, whatever you want to call it, into your house. So then you won't be tempted to drink it. I'm doing a um, 28-day program now called Restore Plus Balance Program. And this was our first week topic, not consuming um, our calories from Um, liquid. So giving up pop, um, stop putting sugar in your coffee. And I think most of um, my clients did really well with it. Um, It was hard, you know, for some for the pop or soda, whatever you want to call it. Um, But it's, if it's not in your house, you're not going to um, see it. You know, you might get the caffeine headache at first, the first day or two. So for rules about which foods to avoid to help you with the blue zone diet and to have to create, you know, better things on hand in your refrigerator or your pantry. Number one, sugar sweetened beverages. Do not have this on hand. Do not eat it. Drink it rather. Number two, salty snacks. Number three, processed meats. Number four, packaged sweets. Four, always remember, 100% whole grains, quinoa, brown rice, oatmeal. Number two, nuts, a handful a day. Number three, beans. Number four, fruits and vegetables, five to ten servings a day. Four, to avoid. Avoid sugar-sweetened beverages. That is empty calories. Like I said, salty snacks, too much salt and preservatives. 
packaged sweets, cookies, candies, and processed sweets. Ban them from your pantry. (laughs) Number four, processed meats. This is linked to cancer and heart disease. Longevity superfoods from the world's blue zone diets include vegetables, fennel, seaweed, potatoes, shiitake mushrooms, squash, sweet potatoes, wild greens, and yams, fruits, avocados, bananas, bitter melons, lemons, papayas, peaches, plantains, tomatoes, beans, black beans, black-eyed peas, chickpeas, fava beans, other cooked beans, grains, barley, whole grain bread, brown rice, oatmeal, nuts and seeds, almonds and other nuts, lean protein, salmon, soy milk, tofu, dairy, feta cheese, added oils, that would be olive oil, and then the bread verges, coffee, green tea, red wine, and water. Seasonings or sweeteners would be garlic, honey, Mediterranean herbs, milk thistle, and turmeric. Now the Mediterranean diet. The Mediterranean diet is similar to Blue Zones diet, but the Mediterranean diet is based on the traditional foods that people used to eat in the countries like Italy and Greece. Um, Researchers noted that these people were exceptionally healthy compared to Americans. (laughs) Go figure. Um, So the basics. Eat vegetables, fruits, nuts, seeds, beans, potatoes, whole grains, breads, herbs, spices, fish, seafood, and extra virgin olive oil. Eat in moderation. Poultry, eggs, cheese, and yogurt. Eat very rarely red meat. Don't eat at all. Sugar-sweetened beverages, added sugars, processed meat, (laughs) refined grains, refined oils, and other highly processed foods. (coughs) Excuse me. Avoid these other unhealthy foods in the Mediterranean diet. Added sugars, sodas, candies, ice cream, table sugar, and many others. Refined, Refined grains, that includes white bread, pasta, and even with refined wheat, trans fat that's found in margarine and processed foods. Refined oil is soy, soybean soy oil, canola oil, uh, cottonseed oil. I'm trying to think what else. Um, processed meat is sausage, hot dogs, some bacon, bologna. I don't even know if people still eat bologna. <laughs> um, highly processed foods. Anything labeled low-fat or diet These are processed. It's fake. Read your food labels, the ingredients. So exactly which foods belong to the Mediterranean diet, it's still kind of a little controversial, partly because there's such a variety between different countries. Um, But however, eating fish and seafood is recommended at least twice a week on the Mediterranean diet. The Mediterranean lifestyle also involves regular physical activity and sharing meals with other people and enjoying life. So that's also kind of um, the blue zone diet also. So you should, your base, base um, food is unprocessed, like vegetables would be tomato, broccoli, kale, spinach, onion, cauliflower, carrots, Brussels sprouts, Brussels sprouts, cucumbers, The fruits would be apples, bananas, oranges, pears, strawberries, grapes, dates, figs, melons, peaches, nuts and seeds again, like the blue zone, almonds, walnuts, macadamia nuts, hazelnuts, cashews, pumpkin seeds, beans, peas, lentils, chickpeas, potatoes and sweet potatoes, turnips and yams, whole grains, 
whole grains, whole oats, brown rice, rye, barley, corn, buckwheat, and whole grain um, bread and pasta. The fish and seafood would be salmon, sardines, trout, tuna, shrimp, oysters, clams, crab, and mussels. Poultry would be chicken and turkey. Eggs would be um, eggs from chicken or quail. I'm not sure what a quail is. <laughs> um, <laughs> dairy is cheese and yogurt and Greek yogurt. And then the herbs and spices, garlic, basil, mint, rosemary, sage, nutmeg, cinnamon, and pepper. Healthy fats, extra virgin olive oil, olives, avocados, and avocado oil. This is what I use. These are the oils I use. And what to drink, it should be water and red wine and coffee and tea are are acceptable, but you should avoid sugar in them. So um, a sample, I guess a sample of the Mediterranean diet, um, you know, breakfast, Greek yogurt. So they're not, they're fine, you know, with dairy. Like the blue zone is um, a little, you know, you're not doing that much dairy and you're getting it from sheep or goat. Um, a sample of a Mediterranean diet would be Greek yogurt with strawberries and oats. Lunch would be a whole grain sandwich with vegetable and dinner would be like a tuna salad with olive oil and a piece of fruit for dessert. Our next one is the anti-inflammatory diet. And this is because so many people have inflammation in their body and inflammation helps the body fight illness and can protect it from harm. In most cases, it is necessary part of healing. But a lot of times, um, there's um, our immune system, it doesn't work that way and it malfunctions. And chronic inflammation occurs with various diseases such as um, psoriasis, rheumatoid arthritis, asthma, fibromyalgia, um, Hashimoto, you know, there's there's some other ones that I can't think of the top of my head. Um, but the anti-inflammatory diet favors fruits and vegetables again and foods containing omega-3 fatty acids, whole grains, lean protein, and healthy fats. So the anti-inflammatory diet, Mediterranean, and Blue Zones are kind of all similar in a way. And this is why I pull from these three when I do um, my, no, my plant-based-ish um, way of eating that I eat. And so that anti-inflammatory diet is not specific to a region, but it is a style of eating. And even like in research that I did, it does pick up um, it, a lot of Mediterranean diet examples. So um, some foods contain, and like anti, so the anti-inflammatory diet, you won't eat foods that contain ingredients that can trigger or worsen inflammation. And a lot of that is sugary and processed foods. Um, They can do this, but fresh and whole foods less likely will have this effect. An anti-inflammatory diet focuses on fresh fruit and vegetables and many plant-based foods um, that are also a good source of antioxidants. So... um, you know, free radicals can lead to cell damage, and this damage increases the risk of inflammation, and that can contribute to a range of diseases also. 
but the body creates some antioxidants that help remove these toxic substances by dietary antioxidants. <laughs> also help. That was a big one. And that was a little confusing. So I'm sorry if that confused. So free radicals are the natural byproduct of some bodily processes, including metabolism. However, external factors such as stress and smoking can increase the number of free radicals in our body. So then free radicals can lead to cell damage. And this damage increases the risk of inflammation and can contribute to a range of diseases. Um, the anti-inflammatory diet, you know, it can help people that have rheumatoid arthritis, psoriasis, asthma, Crohn's disease, colitis, lupus, Hashimoto, and uh, metabolic syndrome. Um, foods to eat. You want to eat anti-inflammatory foods such as things that are rich and nutritious, provide a range of healthy antioxidants and contain healthy fats. And this includes oily fish, such as tuna and salmon, fruits such as blueberries, blackberries, strawberries, and cherries, vegetables, including a lot of grains, lots of grains, kale, spinach, and broccoli, beans, nuts, seeds, olives, and olive oil, and a lot of foods and fiber. So some things that should be um, moderate, um, raw or moderately cooked vegetables. So not like smushy. <laughs> um, make sure you're taking probiotics and prebiotics. Drink your tea, green tea, fresh ingredients is the best. Check your food labels, make sure, and you want to eat colorful, have a colorful plate. So foods to avoid, this is a really good one. So you might want to write this down because people who are following the anti-inflammatory diet should avoid or limit these types of foods because it will cause inflammation in your body. Even if you don't have um, one of those um, diseases or illnesses, you should avoid these because they can cause inflammation in your body. So processed foods. Number two, foods with added sugar or salt. Number three, unhealthy oils. Number four, processed carbs, which are present in white bread, white pasta, and many baked goods. Number five, processed snacks such as chips and crackers. Number six, pre-made desserts such as cookies, candy, and ice cream. Excessive alcohol. Alcohol is a huge inflammation um, tracker or notch, you know, it causes inflammation. And um, certain vegetables do too. Nightshade vegetables. Plants belonging to the nightshade family include tomatoes, eggplants, peppers, and potatoes. And this is a trigger and it causes flares in some people with inflammatory diseases. So these should be limited, um, if not at all avoid it if you can if you are going to limit it only have like it twice a week carbohydrates that should be limited um there's evidence that a high carb diet even when the carbs are like the healthy carbs um it mo may promote inflammation in some people and then there's also a link with sugar um so this is the anti-inflammatory um diet um but some quick tips you know, pick up a variety of fruit, vegetables, make sure they're not nightshade vegetables, 
Gradually replace fast food with healthy home-to-cook meals. Replace your soda and sugary beverages with sparkling water or tea. Um, And practice good sleep hygiene. Poor sleep also increases inflammation and stress. All right, so whole foods. Whole foods plant-based diet. A whole food plant-based diet lets you, you know, it describes natural foods that are not heavily processed. And plant-based means um, you don't eat anything that comes from an animal, such as meat, milk, eggs, um, honey. So there's vegan diet, plant-based diet, whole food plant-based diet, um, vegan diet, plant-based diet, and whole foods diet. Um, well, vegan diet. You don't eat meat, poultry, seafood, and eggs, but you do consume oil. You can, you do consume highly processed foods. You consume whole grains. You consume fruits, veggies, and starchy veggies, and beans. Plant-based diet. Um, you avoid meat and poultry, seafood, eggs, but you do consume oils, the highly processed foods, whole grains, fruits and veggies, and beans. Whole food, plant-based diet, the same. You don't eat and you avoid meat and poultry, seafood, eggs. Also, you don't eat oils and you don't consume highly processed foods. So where am I in this? I'm in between plant-based diet and whole food plant-based diet because I still do eat highly processed foods and I do eat oils because I, um, I, you know, they work with me. Um, I don't consider myself a vegan only because I don't live a ethical vegan lifestyle. My handbags are vegan or not. My handbags rather are not vegan. They are leather. My car seats are leather and I still cook meat for my husband, but So years ago when I did become vegan, and even before that, I would eat, or my plant-based, I would eat, you know, the veggie burgers, the frozen veggie burgers. I would do the fake cheese. Okay, now I look back and that's disgusting. It's so processed. It's so fake. I don't eat veggie burgers anymore. I never did the, um, I can't even think of the name, the impossible burger. I never even tried that because I was already not doing it, but also like, why would I want to eat something that looks like a freaking hamburger patty and I guess tastes like it? I, I stopped eating meat when I was four or five, so I don't even remember. And I never really ate chicken. I don't think I ever ate chicken or seafood. Um, but the, it's so processed. So if you make it from home and scratch and you see what goes in it, yes, then do it that way. But the frozen store-bought ones are all processed. The if you do the cheese like a cashew cheese, that's better, but like the other like soy um cream cheese or something, you have to look at the labels and the ingredients because they are processed. If that's something you don't care about and you're um only doing it ethically for the animals, then I guess, you know, that's fine. But like I've said other times in other podcasts, Oreos are technically vegan because they have no animal product in it, but they are so processed and they're made in a factory and that's not whole food plant-based. 
so that's one of the reasons I stopped doing um, the veggie burgers, you know, the store-bought frozen veggie burgers. They also started to hurt my stomach. So years and years ago when I first did become vegan, I guess you could say at the time, um, I did that and I did get sick and I found out I had a soy intolerance. Now I can do edamame and I can do um, tofu again, but it is it has to be... I either do sprouted tofu, but I make sure sure it is organic and it doesn't bother me. But it's also because I cut out all the fake stuff, like the fake meats or the fake corn chicken or something like that that didn't taste like chicken or the quinoa burgers that were like had like, you know, canola oil in it. That's not something you want to um, be consuming. Um, With the plant-based diet, though, there is scientific evidence that many chronic diseases can be prevented um, or reversed on a whole food plant-based diet. The scientific research highlighted um, this book. It's called The China Study, and it shows that a plant-based diet can reduce the risk of type 2 diabetes, heart disease, certain types of cancer, and other major illnesses. Um, And many people also report... uh, fitness payoffs too. You have more energy, you have reduced inflammation, and you have better health outcomes after making the switch to a whole food plant-based diet. So again, I believe in bio-individuality. What works for one person isn't going to work for everyone, but the diets and the way of eating I talked about today, I find work really well for me. And I wanted to share these types of way of eating today. And, um, I know whole food, plant-based isn't going to be for everyone, but when you do try it, people do report more energy. Um, Even if you do it, say, you know, uh, two weeks out of a month or one week out of a month and then go back to like Mediterranean, you know, occasionally eating um, fish or poultry, do that. But most importantly, like I said, you have to eat what works for you. I had gone back and forth on doing the way I eat um, and not wanting to do it um, because I don't, I think everyone should eat how they want to do. Okay. I don't count calories. I do not count calories. I do not count fat. I do not count carbs. I do not count sugar. I look at ingredients and the way it makes me feel. I mostly eat Ezekiel bread, avocado toast, um, kraut. It's called Cleveland kraut. I think think it might be local in the Cleveland area. I don't know. It might be. But anyways, or kimchi. um, And I put that on it and I do cayenne on it. Um, I have a green smoothie almost every day. It has unsweetened almond milk in it, frozen blueberries, a banana, a handful of spinach, um, spirulina, vegan collagen, and then I put cayenne. Ca- ca- <laughs> I put cayenne, pepper, and cinnamon in it. Um, I have a lot of salads. I eat olives in my salads a lot. Um, mash up avocados. Um, I do lentils a lot. Quinoa a lot. Lentil pasta. I do pasta. I do you know the normal white pasta. I eat chips and salsa way more than I should. Um, chips and guac, chips and hummus are way more than I should. (laughs) And pretzels are pretzels, no matter if they're gluten-free pretzels or not. It's still pretzels. It's still 
you know, probably not the best option. Um, but yeah, that's typically what I, oh, raw nuts. I do raw almonds, raw cashews, raw walnuts a lot, daily a lot. Um, but I hope part two of nutrition has been helpful, eye-opening, just some different ways of eating. But as always, do what feels good in your body, what makes you feel energized. And I hope everyone has a great and healthy week.